The Spectator magazine combines incisive political analysis with books and arts reviews of unrivaled authority. Subscribe today for just £12 and receive a 12-week subscription in print and online, plus a £20 Amazon gift voucher, absolutely free. Go to spectator.co.uk forward slash voucher. Hello and welcome to Coffee House Shots, the Spectator's daily politics podcast. I'm Oscar Edmondson and I'm joined today by Katie Balls and Charles Grant, Director of the Centre for European Reform. So today Keir Starmer is in Paris on the next step of his global tour for get-to-know-you talks with French President Macron, uh, presumably on the assumption that they'll be working quite closely together next year. So Katie, what, what's on the agenda today and is this the start of a new bromance? So, so far we've had some quite artistic photos of Keir Starmer, Rachel Reeves, David Lammy, seeing the sights of France, um, <laughs> and in particular Paris, as, as they talk to French businesses. And of course, the, the big event is the meeting with Emmanuel Macron. They have exchanged gifts. After the meeting, Keir Starmer said the pair had a very political discussion covering a lot of issues to do with global politics, but also it was an opportunity to look at future prosperity, future security, and some of the most pressing issues on my mind on the president's mind um, so a lot about the future there and as you point to Oscar in your introduction there's a real desire to use this trip just as uh, Keir Starmer has been on a bit of a tour recently to The Hague then to Montreal for this summer of like-minded you know centre-left leaders and former leaders to give this perception that Keir Starmer is close to taking power and in a way part of a movement and also looking statesmanlike one of the only areas where Rishi Sunak overtakes Keir Starmer these days is on quite a few polls is you know meeting foreign leaders looking like a statesman and clearly this is aimed at going some way there it's worth pointing out when you're looking at the Emmanuel Macron visit that while there's been lots of quite feverish kind of talk of breaks of protocol huge moment for Keir Starmer I mean Ed Miliband did meet with Hollande in 2012 so it's not as though it is unheard of for president to meet with uh, an opposition figure whether it is because they have similar politics or they look on the cusp of power mm. but clearly I think this is seen as, as a coup from team Starmer and I think the question is does it give more of a sense to the public I suppose that Keir Starmer has the substance when it comes to his plans both on small boats migration which I know we'll come to but also uh, his comments which have been here for a while now but I think on Sunday to the Financial Times saying he wants to seek that closer relationship with the EU does it suggest the key plank really of Labour's foreign policy that almost having better relations with these leaders will mean that you get better results. Yeah, and Charles, talking about those potential closer relations with the EU that are on the table, I mean, the Conservatives are briefing out that Starmer's looking to take the UK back to square one when it comes to Brexit. What what do you make of that? Do you think that's on the agenda? I think Starmer has gone to Paris to try and sound out Macron on what kind of changes to the Boris Johnson deal the French might be prepared to countenance. Starmer says he wants a better deal, but he also says that he wants to keep his red lines of no customs union, no single market and no freedom of movement. So it's very hard to get a significantly better deal for the British economy if you keep those red lines. But there are perhaps ways through in the long run 
maybe getting closer to bits of the single market in certain areas if you recognise EU rules and accept a role for the Court of Justice. They've said they'll do that on plant and animal health. Maybe they'll do it in other areas like energy, possibly. So I think he's trying to sound out Macron on what Macron might be prepared to, 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 to go with. But he, Starmer knows that the British is starting from a very weak position, as, as is the Labour Party. British credibility is quite low in Brussels. Brussels is fed up with the way Brexit was handled by the UK for many years. So they don't blame Starmer personally for the, the behaviour of Johnson's government. They, they know that he, he's, he himself is not very bold and brave in saying what he might, might actually want to do in terms of improving relations. So I think Starmer himself has a credibility problem and uh, that also people in Brussels worry about the Tories coming back after five years. If they give Starmer some special deal to keep him happy, then the Tories come in and tear it up four or five years later. So Starmer's got to find out what, if anything, the EU's prepared to, to do. And his basic problem is the EU is, is, doesn't think there's much wrong with the Brexit deal. The EU quite likes the Brexit deal. It's good for the EU. It allows their, their manufactured goods into the UK at zero tariffs. doesn't allow British services to compete with their own services very well in the EU itself. So the EU's got so many other priorities on its plate, like the war in Ukraine, relations with China, Amer relations with America, rule of law issues in Poland and Hungary. It's got so many problems, it doesn't really want to have to reopen this boring Brexit business, which it spent years tackling. And, and Katie, we've just had this story come out in The Times claiming that France and Germany have tabled a plan for an inner circle of countries willing to consider a new outer tier of membership for the UK. Um, and this associate membership proposal is apparently made to appeal to Keir Starmer. Uh, what should we read into that? I think what's actually been striking so far, and of course Brussels is a big block and therefore we shouldn't take one source quote as gospel, but the fact there has been a little bit of almost kickback at the idea there's a better deal than the Boris Johnson deal. Now, I think there are deals with closer ties but of course the EU want you to want uh you know the UK to give something in order to get that back and therefore some of the initial response to when Keir Starmer last week was talking about a returns agreement was you know uh well actually why do you think we're going to work to help you with your problem what are you going to do for us and think specifically on the returns agreement if you look at what is happening in Italy at the moment. So I think 8,000 arrivals in the in the space of three days um, in terms of coming from Africa. That just shows you that I think when you speak to uh, figures in Europe about this, where the UK is in terms of, you know, the priority list of small boats to most European state members is very low down. They need to deal with their own problems first. Mm -hmm. So therefore, how much help is there to give? Now, I think there's always um, potentially, you know, a closer relationship to be had. But is Keir Starmer arguing? When you look at his comments to the FT, he was effectively saying he wants to have a closer relationship. Now, there are some ways to do that. People always bring up veterinary standards, as innovation, aspects like this. But in terms of the things that would really move the dial, Keir Starmer is saying that he doesn't want to rejoin the customs union. He doesn't want to rejoin the single market. And it's absolutely a no to freedom of movement, which clearly is required for the single market. So when you're looking, I'm interested in Charles's thoughts on this, but for example, these plans for the EU inner circle and associate membership for the UK. Well, we're currently in the European political community, one of Liz Truss's legacies. But in order to get to the associate level, so one up in what is a, a, not an official plan per se, it does suggest that being a member of a single market would be key, even if you wouldn't have to rejoin the customs union. Mm. Now, 
Keir Starmer is flying high in the polls. And I think, you know, this week particularly is quite dreadful polling for the Tories, suggesting that, you know, I think there's one poll saying the Labour leader's now at 23 points mm-hmm. um, and the Greens are on about eight points. So that's not a particularly comfortable place for the Tories. Hence why I think Keir Starmer does think he has the space right now to be quite bold. But I still don't think he's going to be so bold as to bring back freedom of movement where a before an election or probably after one. But Charles, do you think this, uh, you know, inner circle associate membership is an idea that might fly? Well, two things. Firstly, I know some of the people who wrote this Franco-German report, they're just think tankers like me, and they've had a sort of loose blessing from the French and German Europe ministers, but the French and German governments do not support or approve of these proposals, so don't take them too seriously. However, having said that, they do propose this sort of multi-tier Europe of concentric circles, which Macron himself is favourable to, but as you rightly suggest, Katie, it'd be very difficult for Britain to get into a, one of the more in, inner circles of a so-called associate membership if it doesn't accept freedom of movement. I don't think Keir Starmer's going to do that. But let's think about what he might offer the EU, because he's not going to get a favourable deal from the EU that's better than the current deal unless he offers something in return. What might he offer? He could offer money for EU programmes. He could offer some, more contribution to European defence. He could offer help for rebuilding Ukraine, joining the EU and rebuilding Ukraine. He could offer fish because they have we have more fish than they have and they want our fish he could offer an improvement in mobility not freedom of movement but make more people-to-people contacts making it easier for business people to travel for short periods to the eu he can offer an energy partnership because we have lots of cheap wind power from the north sea that the eu would like to get its hands on so there's quite a lot he could offer that would be interesting for the eu and if he does make that kind of offer i think he might in the long run achieve a better deal than he has now but as we've said it's going to be very very difficult if he doesn't change his red lines Mm. And I mean, Katie, maybe just to finish, the uh, the real loser out of this is is probably Rishi Sunak, who over the past few weeks has been sort of trying to present his idea of a post-Brexit Britain with an Indo-Pacific tilt, moving towards trade deals with, with India. Do you think that this election next year is going to come down to the sort of differences in between Rishi Sunak and Keir Starmer's view of a, uh, a sort of post-Brexit Britain? I think what's interesting is I think there was a consensus and... I was not challenging this consensus, Um, you know, about a year ago that Brexit just wouldn't really be a factor too much in the coming election because as much as, and you got the sense that the Tories did want to make Brexit a factor, you know, lean more into that, particularly under Boris Johnson, but Labour were just being very careful around it and very risk averse. Mm. So therefore they weren't going to leave much space. I think you're seeing that Keir Starmer and Labour Party are looking at how you actually govern and also feeling they can't just look for something which keeps coming up in focus groups as the party that knocks people, you know, that knocks down ideas and scores political points and doesn't come up venting themselves. And the combination means they are now, you know, being a bit more bold. I think when you look at the various members of the shadow cabinet, I think the question is, they've had a really, you know, disciplined message on Brexit up to this point. And does Keir Starmer making these comments, um, you know, doing this one meeting with Macron, this, uh, you know, does it start to mean that some of those quite strong remainers, if you think back to the EU referendum campaign, so David Lammy, the Shadow Foreign Secretary, Wes Streeting, and so we'll start to be a bit more, you know, they feel they can be a bit more enthusiastic about the EU too. Mm. And is it the fact that when you look at polling and, you know, there is quite a large number now who don't think uh, that Brexit is working out, they're now more open to these arguments. I think it probably depends quite a bit on the red lines. I think where it is probably the most dangerous for Keir Starmer is immigration. Mm. Now, right now, <laughs> it does not feel as though the returns agreement dialogue has had much impact on the polls. However, 
certainly the Tories think they have a bit of a dividing line now with Labour when it comes to policy. And you can see in the various interviews of shadow ministers since the announcement of the policy last week that that I keep being pressed on this returns agreement. And Keir Starmer said it's absolute rubbish, the figure that the Tories bandied about, which obviously relies on, you know, the UK signing up to a scheme, all these things. And, you know, there's very high, many hypotheticals, but they have accepted the premise of a returns agreement. Mm. So it's something you can potentially keep chucking at them. And therefore, if you just think the Tories are so incompetent as to the fact that, you know, well, they're not going to fix anything, so maybe we'll listen to Keir Starmer, then I think you potentially have a route. If you do get a flight to wonder it's a big if I just wonder if Len you probably have two quite different policies going into a general election one of which is you know a very visible fight probably in a way where you can't even test the deterrent effect yet which could work in the Tories favour and then also Keir Starmer talking about cooperation and returns agreement which has I think the potential to be weaponized more than perhaps it is now. No, all, I, all I'd add is I think you're, you're right, Katie, and I think that Keir Starmer is going to encourage his ministers to talk about Europe more than they have done. They can't avoid it as the election approaches because the Tories will make sure they have to talk about it. They do want to be a, bold, be a bit bolder, but they haven't yet decided exactly how they want to be bolder. There isn't yet a blueprint for the future relationship with the EU, and Starmer and his people are working on it now, and I think we'll, we'll see them talking more about Europe in a more positive way. Thank you, Katie. Thank you, Charles, and thank you very much for listening.